Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Entitled teacher tries to tell me I don't have epilepsy because I don't have grand mal seizures. I have epilepsy. It's very weird. Like, I don't have grand mal seizures very often, but I get absent seizures, and those seizures where you shake but don't convulse. Alright, for people like me that don't know what grand mal seizures are, here's a definition on screen. A grand mal seizure causes a loss of consciousness and violent muscle contractions. It's the type of seizure most people picture when they think about seizures. Okay, well, this happened when I was in high school. All of my teachers knew about my absent seizures. Seizures, including the Karen teacher. I'd just been put on oxycarbazepine, generic for trileptal, and the main side effect was having seizures more often. I had an absent seizure in this Karen's class, and my friend who sat next to me, Yasmin, began to try to snap me out of it. The following occurred, and I was told by Yasmin later what exactly happened. The Karen teacher said, OP, why aren't you doing what I told the class to do? Yasmin replied on my behalf, She has epilepsy. She's having an absent seizure. Just let me get her back to reality. Well, my cousin has epilepsy and convulses when he has them so she doesn't have epilepsy and she's just faking it if you don't do what i assign in the next moment op you'll have detention miss she sent a massive email to all teachers about her epilepsy with doctor documentation that she does indeed have it you can't send her to the office for detention for a medical issue that she has no control over i so can and i will do when i see fit yasmin if you don't like it you can go with her now to notes i've only had two grand mal seizures in my life One when I was 16 and one when I was 18. I haven't had one since then, thank God, but I definitely have epilepsy. Well, I'll report your butt to the Board of Education if you try and do that, miss. That's not her fault. At this point, another student gets involved. Yeah, she's got a medical condition, miss, so therefore you can't send her out by law. He'd been doing college classes for a lawyer career path. But this Karen continues. OP, wake the frick up now, you lying dog. You don't have freaking epilepsy. At this point, the teacher reached to touch me and Yasmin and the other student both jumped up and guarded me. As with absent seizures, you don't touch a person when they're in one. Yasmin had another student go and get the principal who took the teacher to his office. And then I snapped out of it, thank God. This Karen was actually fired for intimidating students and trying to touch a student without their permission. Recently, she found me on Facebook and berated me for getting her fired. It wasn't me, it was Yasmin's dad that did. And causing her own kids to be taken and put into the foster care system because she didn't have money to care for them Well, it turns out that she got her kids taken because she didn't believe that her youngest had an allergy to peanuts And purposely packed them pb&j sandwiches for lunch to prove that her daughter was faking the allergy Her daughter could have died from anaphylaxis You see stories like this are the reason why it really annoys me that youtube removed the poll option on videos Because in my opinion this story is probably fake, but I have no idea I mean, I know from my personal experience that teachers can be mental 
And the more I think about it, the more I think that maybe this actually did happen. Listen, get in the comments whatever you think. Obviously, there's no way to validate this, but I wanted to bring it to you and see what you guys thought. I wasn't sure when reading it. Let me know down below. Do you reckon this story is real or fake? Let's carry on. Entitled woman tries and fails to take my job. So I'm an instructor at a small college. I teach artsy vocational classes, but I only have an MFA and my school really favors more academic PhDs. This was all told to me when I was hired, but the dean at the time was incredibly kind about this and gave me a secret boost in pay to make up for the lack of favor. She told me that even though I would never be promoted, my area of expertise was valued. And as long as I stayed in my lane, I was very welcome. So before I even got tenure, I worked for a few years and developed a slate of very popular classes that filled every semester. I was very happy and grateful to have the job. Titles mean nothing to me and I was just happy to be successful at a job that I loved that helped people I also learned very quickly never to step on the toes of more senior faculty I stayed in my lane then a woman was hired in another subgroup of my departments I never met her nor was I involved in her hiring. She had nothing to do with me But she does have a phd now before I even met her I saw on her social media that she announced that she would soon be teaching all of my classes and she was delighted to be doing that I was shocked because I went through a rigorous hiring process and i'm excited exceptionally qualified to teach in my area. She has no publications in my area and her degrees are only vaguely related to my area. I figured my chair would put her in place, but I was wrong. Instead, I was called into the chair's office and told, our new hire is very interested in what you do and wants to help you. I stared my chair down. She's got a degree in X, but was hired to do Y. That doesn't have anything to do with me. Ah, well, her degree is multidisciplinary and she is more than qualified. This shocked me because it was way out of protocol. There was a pecking order, one that I'd followed. I also realized very quickly that if I gave in, I'd have no job. I'd be shunted off to teach stuff I wasn't qualified to teach. This gave me the courage to resist. And resist I did. Multiple meetings with my chair followed, in which I was painted with the difficult and unsupportive words. Honestly, if the woman had one shred of business teaching in my area, I probably would have succumbed to the pressure. But she wasn't qualified either by degree, experience, or publications, and that made me mad. Meanwhile, an older colleague, who'd been terrible to me and made me cry a few times, pulled me aside one day. Apparently, she'd grown to respect that I wasn't letting the chair bully me. She told me to never verbalize permission for this new hire to take over any of my classes. Apparently, the rules of the school were and are that I was the one who decided who could sub for me or take over for me. So I held firm. I was bullied over and over again. One time, my chair very nearly physically threatened me and said, why can't you just say it? The chair had no idea that I'd been tipped off as to why I needed to not give permission. I was told by another colleague that this new entitled teacher is bored with her area and doesn't like what she got a degree in and she only did that area because it's easy to get hired. I said her life choices weren't my problem and I stood firm again. My chair threatened not to support my tenure, but I actually had a bulletproof application. The chair couldn't do anything. I was shunned by many colleagues, some of whom I thought were friends. I was called angry and unreasonable on a good day, a female dog on the worst. One day, the sweet dear lady who'd been responsible for hiring the new entitled teacher actually cried an apology, saying she was sickened by what was happening to me. The woman had been their last choice and the only person they could get. This sweet, lovely woman wailed that she was obnoxious and terrible. She also said that many people in the department supported me, but were scared of the chair. She said I should just keep resisting. At least twice, I was at school events and when I told the person, both times a higher up administrator what i did and taught they said oh i thought the new hire did that i had to correct them so i got tenure and stood firm 
Meanwhile, a former student who was now teaching at a community college nearby told me that the new hire for our school was teaching there. Luckily, that didn't last long. She didn't have the expertise, so I guess the gig just fizzled. Now, one thing I never did was meet with this woman. I was asked to so we could hash things out. And I said repeatedly that there was nothing to hash. I was happy in my job and my job wasn't her job. I was always polite and professional if I had to deal with her, but I always avoided any potential traps. They wanted my verbal permission and I wouldn't give it. Finally, the chair stepped down. The next chair initially sided with the majority because he didn't know me very well, but then he got to know me and was very fair. Eventually, the woman stopped trying to do my job. She pushed her way into another area and now she steers clear of mine. It really did take about 10 years though to wear her down. So there was no real dramatic ending. I just held firm and eventually she gave up. The reason I'm sharing is recently another colleague told me that he always thought that that woman and the chair were having an affair and that this is why everything happened. Maybe I'm naive, but the thought never crossed my mind. Plus, the woman is actually not attractive at all, so I couldn't picture it. Anyways, over the years, whenever that entitled woman has done anything terrible or stupid, my colleagues would always share it with me. Still, I actually have little ill will left for her. I won most of the battles and the war, and that's good enough. I still love my job and my students and i'm glad i fought for it they say academia is the game of thrones without the beheadings fair i think sorry i did not realize how long that was going on when you said you've been doing this and fighting her off for 10 years that is unbelievable commitment i mean fair play for her as well she kept trying to go at this for 10 years trying to steal your job that is how you know that she's probably entitled the fact that you kept up with this and made sure that she wasn't going to get it and you stood firm in front of loads of people trying to tell you to leave trying to force you to leave Yeah, elite from you, crazy from her. My boss knows exactly why I'm quitting my job. Okay, so first a bit of background. I started my current job half a year ago. It's nothing fancy, but a legal job in a governmental agency. When I was employed, there were plenty of red flags. I couldn't negotiate my pay with HR and was asked, well, do you want the job or not? So I was placed the lowest graduate pay. My new boss, let's call her Karen, also informed me that she was skeptical of men because they have a tendency to have a peacock attitude. In the trial period, Karen was joking about her right to have me dismissed without a reason. Yeah, that made me feel great about the work. Anyway, I started the work and quickly discovered that there's a lot of in the workplace we've had a lot of resignations people calling in sick and last minute tasks the three remaining in my function are covering the work of seven people my function requires me to travel very often so imagine getting 20 hours notice that you have to travel for eight hours on your weekend having a 70 hour work week though the contract says 40 and never being able to do our daily tasks because there's always an urgent task it is a mess and due to people resigning all the time we have to do a lot of overtime work especially those of us who hold a law degree with frequent travel to other parts of the country now my colleagues are amazing and we do have a lot of fun but we are stressed all the time and colleagues break down crying due to the stress from time to time now my boss karen is actually quite nice but she should never have been put in charge of this department due to her boss being nasty to her she'll often take it out on me and my colleagues after six months of verbal abuse i started checking out the job market i was quickly offered a job closer to my speciality with less overtime and a massive jump in my salary 40 percent. i accepted it on the spot and called karen to resign she took it sort of well in five minutes she was through all the grief stages denial you couldn't already have found a new job anger Who's stolen you from me? Give me his name and number. I didn't. Negotiation. 
I'll match the pay. I told her that she can't, but I agreed to not take my store up vacation and get it paid out instead. Depression. You've been the biggest success story in my employment that I've had. I can't replace you. This is saddening. And then finally, acceptance. Okay, it's closer to your interests. I'll miss having you working with me. Now all I have to do is to work through my 30-day resignation period. I can manage it. A few days ago, we had an extraordinary seminar on well-being and stress at work. Yes, that is how bad it is here. We had to talk in groups and in my group was Karen, another colleague who was resigning and a recently promoted colleague. My recently promoted colleague made the point that with better well-being, better communication, respect of the work-life balance and less stress, the retention would be better. But Karen knew better. No, no, these two guys aren't quitting because of stress and lack of well-being. They're part of a generation me first. I can't blame them for being a part of an unfaithful generation that doesn't respect the workplace and is ungrateful for the chances provided. Yep, she really said that. You know what? I might take the last week off now. I'm done with Karen. We've both told her why we're quitting, but she's not even respecting our reasoning. Instead of making it a problem that we don't live to work, but work to live. I mean, come on, even at that point, the most stupid person with their head in the sand would realize that the turnover rate is as high as it is for a reason. And it's not just because of the generation. It's obviously an internal issue. It's not that hard to get. Like when you're at a work event and literally two of the people on your table are resigning in the next few weeks and then you're explaining to somebody, no, it's their problem, not ours. Yeah, surely at that point you look at yourself and you think, ah, maybe something's gone wrong here. Like, what am I doing? And by the way, I'm not blaming the Karen entirely for this, by the way. Like, OP has said that they have a lot of pressure from their boss and above. It's a company-wide issue, but it definitely needs sorting. And it's definitely a company issue. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So that's what discrimination feels like. I've recently discovered that sitting in a chair all day every day can have a detrimental effect on your lower body, places like lower core, hips, and glutes. Happily enough, my gym offers a trainer-led class that targets that area specifically. I also happen to know for a fact that promotional material for said class exclusively features females in all the pictures. I checked the signups for it, and it's listed as one I can register for. Sometimes there are specific classes for age or gender that just won't appear in my feed. So just to double check that it would be okay for me to participate as a guy, I went to talk to the staff last Friday about it, and actually wound up talking to the seemingly nice woman who leads the class. Spoiler, she's a bit of a saddest but in a good way if you catch my drift i mentioned my particular problems and complained a little bit about how frustrating it is trying to get stretches done based on what you see on a video her response was and i quote oh goody a special project i'll put you up front with me to make sure your form is perfect i mentioned that sentiment being terrifying and she said and again a direct quote oh you have no idea see you monday This statement was punctuated with the gleeful tiny claps that some people do. So Monday, class time rolls around and I show up. 
It turns out the class is being held in a yoga room, which is heated to 80-something Fahrenheit and kept fairly humid. I'm a few minutes early and it's just the trainer and a few other girls chatting in small groups. And there's a collective glance and questioning look from everyone but the trainer, who seems downright gleeful now. She's like, oh good, you're here. I'm talking with her about what the plan is and seeing exactly how unflexible I am when the entitled parent of the story enters the room. The door swings open and two women enter talking to each other. One lays eyes on me and freezes. What is he doing here? The trainer explains my dilemma and says it's a one-time thing. I'll be in the front with them, etc. But the woman is not having it and keeps complaining. But she does also enter the room, saying she's not comfortable and really thinks it's better that I leave. At this point, I'm considering drawing a hole on the floor, climbing inside of it, and then pulling the hole in after me, Looney Tunes style. The trainer and the entitled parent are going back and forth about it. And then another person enters. A startlingly pretty man wearing a purple yoga unitard who came in with a big, hey, and immediately ran over to the different groups and started giving air hugs and kisses to a fair portion of the girls present, greeting them by name, including this entitled parent. Now, when my anxiety levels spike occasionally, I'll reflexively make a joke to try and cut the tension because it's that or scream. So when the new guy elicited an actual welcome, I just blurted out, oh, so that's what discrimination feels like, huh? The new guy looks at me, winks, then looks at the trainer and goes, oh, I like him, isn't he a cutie? I replied, I think I need an adult. And everyone in the room but the entitled woman laughs. She just mutters, or you could just leave. After that, the trainer asked her to step out as she was becoming a disruption. But this is supposed to be a safe space, the woman declares. The new guy came to the rescue. Honey, it's supposed to be a safe space for everyone, not just us girls. Look at him. He's a lot more scared of us than we are of him. The woman looked around the room, saw that she was getting no support, and huffed herself right out. The class itself went a lot longer than it should have. It was only supposed to be an hour, and only an hour went by on the clock. But it felt more like at least three hours for me. My whole world is pain. And then it appears actually updated the morning after. I knew nothing of pain writing yesterday. Oh my God. Yeah, that's that doms for you. Enjoy that, pal. Also, before people call me out for this not being real discrimination or me not knowing what it's like, I realize I'm incredibly privileged to be a straight white male. I don't discriminate. I'm well aware I have no idea how hurtful it actually is. And I was not trying to make light of the concept. I just felt so uncomfortable that I blurted out the first joke that came to mind. Yeah, valid point. And I agree with it entirely as a straight white male myself. But I will say you actually were discriminated against. That is discrimination. People are saying that they feel uncomfortable with you in the room for no reason other than your gender when you can be whatever gender you want in here. There's no rules. And yeah, I'm not for one second like OP saying that this discrimination is worse than what other people from minorities have to suffer with. Of course not. But it is discrimination nonetheless. Gotta say, the man that came in, absolute legend. And second of all, your joke was funny. So overall, great story. Fair play to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.